This is Amy Poehler. My new movie, Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2, is coming to theaters June 14th, and it's making me feel joy and sadness and anger. Definitely some disgust. Rose! And I think a little fear. But I'm also feeling these new emotions like anxiety, embarrassment, envy, and ennui. It's what you call the boredom. Okay, that one was weird. It's going to be the feel-everything movie of the summer. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters June 14. Get tickets now. Compliance. The final frontier. Tom Fox is the voyager of trekking through compliance. His mission? To explore the original series and seek out and share what it can teach you about compliance. Here's your host, Tom Fox. Episode 18, Arena, Stardate, 3045.6. A landing party from the Enterprise beams down to Cestus III for dinner engagement with Commodore Traverse. Upon arrival, they discover that the Earth Observation Outpost has been obliterated. Furthermore, the outpost has been destroyed several days ago, so the messages received from the base must have been faked. The landing party discovers a survivor, but then comes under attack by the aliens responsible for the massacre. O'Hara is literally vaporized. The Enterprise simultaneously comes under attack by an alien vessel and is forced to raise its shield preventing the landing party from beaming back up. Kirk is able to locate the arsenal on the outpost and locate a mortar. The aliens overload Spock's tricorder, causing it to explode, but Kirk is able to use the mortar to fire a blue sphere, which destroys the alien attackers. After returning to the ship and giving chase to the alien ship, the survivor reports that they were attacked by a ship which approached at space normal speed then proceeded to bombard the outpost. The Enterprise increases its speed to warp 8 in order to catch the alien. You rarely hear of the spaceship Enterprise in the original series going warp 8. Before they can do so, both the Enterprise and the alien ship are scanned and incapacitated. The responsible party is the advanced civilization calling itself the Metrons and inhabiting an uncharted solar system. The Metrons force Kirk and the reptilian commander of the alien Gorn ship to duel to the death to determine which ship will survive. Both combatants are provided with auto-translation walkie-talkies, but Kirk thinks the device is only a recorder, so it gives away his location and his intention to the Gorn. However, although the Gorn is physically stronger than Kirk, it is much slower. Kirk rolls a boulder down a cliff and flattens the Gorn, only to see it push the rock aside and get up unscathed. Kirk then becomes ensnared in a set of ropes laid by the Gorn, but is able to escape, albeit with an injured leg. After Spock's entreaties to the Metrons, the crew of the Enterprise is permitted to watch the spectacle on the video monitor. Kirk is eventually able to outwit the Gorn by finding materials for making gunpowder which consists of sulfur, carbon, potassium nitrate, i.e. saltpeter, and using it to propel the native diamonds, which are found on the planet at the Gorn, using a hollowed-out bamboo reed as a gun barrel. After winning the victory, Kirk convinces the Metrons not to destroy the Gorn ship, 
since it's possible that they viewed the Federation base as an encroachment on their territory. Kirk has returned to the Enterprise, which is mysteriously transported back to its original position on the way to Cestus III. If you're a Trekkie at all, you will recognize this fun fact, that Bobby Clark, the stuntman who played the Gorn, is one of the literally top fan faves at Star Trek conventions. I've heard an interview with him, and it's just amazing to hear this uh, 80-year-old man talk about the cheers and yells he gets as the Gorn. So what are some of the compliance takeaways from this case or this episode? I think there's some interesting lessons here that you might not at first blush uh, really pick up on or at least uh, think about. So first up, uh, we talk about getting out of the corporate office and going to visit the troops, but how about doing that and listening? I think here Kirk really listens, and he comes to understand that perhaps there was a different interpretation of the attack on the Earth outpost as opposed to simply an attack by an alien race. This ability to listen is actually what not only saves Kirk, but I think saves uh, both uh, Kirk and the Gorn ship as well because he persuades the Metrons of uh, the abilities of both parties to not only change but adapt and consider new facts and new situations. So listening, but it all starts with listening. If you study any uh, leadership uh, strategies, they always start with listening. So it's not simply getting out of the office and talking, but listening is probably even more important. Next up, once again, not so much what is a risk. I think we, uh, uh, we have talked about this at some length. Nevertheless, what is the risk matrix and how can a, a risk grow into a high risk? So what appeared to be uh, obviously a uh, pleasant dinner really degenerated quickly. And how can something change literally on a dime? So in the dead of space, perhaps uh, things can move more quickly, but actually things move quickly in business as well. So what happens when you have a salesman or sales team or sales initiative that causes sales to spike so much an entire country goes up uh, several notches in a reason. What's, what's the uh, underlying calculus for that, and have you looked at that from the compliance perspective? So how can a risk uh, become a high risk? And what do you have in terms of oversight as a compliance officer to monitor those risks going forward? And then finally, uh, even with facts on the ground that you think you understand, Additional due diligence may be required, and, and I think this is really uh, the seminal message from this episode that Kirk came to understand that uh, even though it appeared to be an unprovoked attack uh, by the Gorn on the Earth outposts, additional inquiry may uh, determine that there was a, a different reason for the attack, and that different reason for the attack may uh, not forgive the Gorn, but certainly uh, could go a long way towards explaining their behavior going forward. And the Metrons certainly uh, were persuaded by this, but it was really the additional questions asked by Kirk and Kirk himself coming up with the answer. So what is your due diligence? How much due diligence have you done? And do you need to do additional due diligence, even if uh, there are facts on the ground? Uh, there's no uh, rule or regulation which says once you have completed due diligence, you should not do additional uh, due diligence. Of course, there are many companies that uh, do ongoing monitoring, but even with facts on the ground, 
What are they right now for you? Join us tomorrow where we take up Tomorrow is Yesterday. Thank you. If you enjoyed this episode of Trekking Through Compliance, you can help it grow by sharing it with the biggest Trek fan you know. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.